This is the Blue Jay Beat Podcast with White and Blue Reviews, Matt DeMarinas. Welcome in to the Blue Jay Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Matt DeMarinas. Um, thank you for tuning in. Today we have a special guest, head coach Ross Pauly of Creighton Women's Soccer. We're going to preview the 2022 season coming up here this week. The Jays will be kicking off with Montana on the road, part of a home-and-home. Home. Actually, a pretty exciting match last year to kick off last season. Uh, the Jays won that one one to nothing late um, on a goal by Haley Rothwell. Uh, very, so very, yeah, crazy match. Um, so the Jays will be going back out there. Uh, Montana will be looking for some revenge, and the Jays will be trying to prevent that. Ross, thank you for taking time out of your day. I know you guys had a you know an exhibition um match yesterday and travel and everything and, and early practice this morning. So I appreciate you um having enough energy left to to record a podcast with me. Always have energy. Always uh, have energy. <laughs> That's a fact. That's yeah. a fact. That's no. the one thing you never run out of. <laughs> yeah. Today's a good day. A soccer day. Always a soccer day on TV. Uh, my own team. It's a. Uh, I look forward to these days. Okay. Nice. Uh, so I, I, we were talking a little bit off uh, off air for a second. So you participated today in practice. How did you do? If you if you Ross Polly head coach evaluating Ross Pauly player with the season coming up. You got to make tough decisions about roles, playing time. How did Ross Pauly, the player, do in his audition as he heads into the final week of preparation for the preseason? Well, you can put an asterisk by this because when I plan this session, I'm an all-time offense player. So okay, nobody, right. nobody, <laughs> So I was really good today. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but put an asterisk by that because I, I don't know how my defending is right now. So, um, so, so late substitution, if you're down a goal, maybe you're fitting that role a little bit when you're just trying to be really aggressive and don't need to chase after the ball if it goes past mid, midfield, ab- basically. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, that's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll look out for that then. That's a role that accounts as something, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, right. right. You're coming off, but yesterday you obviously beat South Dakota one to nothing. Uh, I, I just wondering what's your what are your impressions of that? It's your first, it's your first and only uh, chance to play somebody different before it before it actually counts now. So, uh, what did you take out of that from an evaluation standpoint, and obviously just from getting a win and having that just be something um, optimistic for the team to build off of. Yeah, I mean, you just start with that. You do start with building uh, building a winning culture. Uh, and when you can win a bu- building culture with uh, everybody getting minutes is even more uh, valuable because uh, everybody gets bought in right away and starts to believe. Uh, and everybody has a little bit of a piece in, in that win. Uh, but from the overall performance in the game, uh, I look at this whole game as uh, just an evaluation of where we're at uh, within how we want to play. Uh, we really put a lot of emphasis on us and 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 trying to uh, control the game and all asset assets of it uh, from with ball, without ball, both transition moments, set pieces. Uh, and I wanted to see where are our weaknesses and where are our strengths. And um, 
I thought we did well, especially the first half. Uh, that first group really dictated, controlled the game. Beautiful uh, connections, uh, put together great strings of possession, purposeful possession that led to uh, some good chances that we we should have scored quite a few more goals. Um, and uh, I guess that was a disappointing part was we didn't actually put some of those goals away. Uh, and that's something that we're going to put emphasis on because we need, we need to make sure that we are uh, more uh, aggressive in and around the box and being selfish at times. Uh, so uh, from a standpoint of just seeing how our team is working together, uh, I thought it was a, a solid performance, uh, a preseason performance. Um, uh, Fitness-wise, it's good to see where we're at. Uh, Depth-wise, it's good to see uh, who can come in and, and raise the level, who can come in and, and fill a role, who can come in and uh, make a difference uh, at any moment. And we got those answers uh, from, from one game. Uh, but uh, like I always tell the team, every game is very different. And uh, uh, now we just start preparing for what's next yeah i think you you used the word purposeful i think when i was watching it i wrote down decisive i think um especially watching that first half the ball movement it didn't look like there was a lot of indecisiveness when ball hit foot you guys were moving it um on the ground really well how i guess if you're trying to assess where that piece of your attack is in terms of ball movement and decisiveness and making sure you're you're seeing the game kind of ahead as it's coming at you like you're when you get the ball you're not having to think and read out there as much it's it's coming off the foot quick and it's moving up the field quick where do you feel like that component of your attack is at this stage right now how pleased are you with how that's come together through the preseason I think we're doing okay. Uh, I the thing I see is a, a ton of potential of of what we're doing. Um, I, I talked to 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 the ladies about uh, having composure, but with pace, uh, and it's it's a it's the next level. It, it really is. It's uh, the the next level of any sport. Being able to be composed, but be able to do it at a faster pace than somebody else, uh, making it look easier because. Really, uh, the, the options are there, but you've got to see them before. Uh, just like you just said, you got to see everything before it, before uh, you receive the ball. And it's something that I think our team is getting better at. Individuals are getting much better at this. And, and I'm big on development for, for these, uh, every individual about where they're at. I'm very honest with, with them. Um, and I, and I want to build on their strengths. But there's one area where uh, I think every single player on the field uh, will be a better player just by scanning, always aware of what's around you, especially when you're not with the ball. Uh, you always need to off the ball, be scanning at all times. And, and, I, and, I, and I'm enjoying seeing um, uh, some of these players really grasp uh, that because uh, the technical ability of, uh, of our midfielders, uh, the technical ability of our uh, tens and, and nines up top, uh, are going to be a force uh, when we have everybody aware of each other, moving off of each other. And uh, you could see it. Uh, you saw it come off uh, probably three or four times where we should have scored beautiful goals. Uh, and those things are going to happen. Uh, but um, I would say right now we're, 
we're okay. Uh, but you know, I'm very honest, you know, I, I see a, a ton more potential and I want, I want these, uh, these ladies to be pushing for that. And like I've said to you before, I'm excited about this group because that's what they want to. Sure. One thing I want to ask you about before we jump into different aspects of, of this team and, and how it, um, builds off of what last year was starting to look like a little bit. You're in your eighth year here at Creighton. And I'm just curious because it was your first head coaching job. I'm just curious, like if you, if, if you are able to process what's different about you as a head coach now versus kind of when you jumped into this role and then, um, you know, just had kind of a bunch of goals, but hadn't really done anything um, constructive yet as you've put things together now. And as you've, built teams and as you've gone through seasons and you know dealt with adversity and dealt with success and tried to manage it all in between what's 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 year eight of ross Pauly look like in comparison to year one uh i mean experience is invaluable uh and uh, every year uh i mean you learn uh from what has happened and we like you said we have been through a lot um We've been through a lot of adversity, but you know, a lot of teams, every, almost every team go, goes through that. It's just different. Uh, nobody knows what's going on the inside of your team besides you. Uh, and uh, I, I think, um, I think uh, I, I have a vision of how we want to play. I had that vision of how I want my team to play uh, in year one here, year two here, year three here, a little bit unrealistic of uh the style of players that we had at that time the the level of the technical ability tactical um uh, just uh, tactically not quite as sharp uh and not quite as driven uh in, in the game um and um so i think every year uh we built on to becoming closer to a team that has those pro that profile of a player that i'm looking for um, and we're still building towards that because I had been uh, I, bigger on top of this, but every one of those, uh, those groups were different and, and I had to manage the way, uh, I coached them and manage the way we tried to play or, um, uh, so really for me, it's the growth of every year of the experience that I've had from, from playing and in the college arena or coaching in the college arena, because it's very different uh, with the rules and, and, and all, all that type of stuff. It's a different game. Um, learning from that, learning the, uh, the big East, uh, where, where, what is the level of like, how, what are the challenges? The big, there's so many challenges that I, I really wasn't aware of uh, from, from playing in the big East that other teams in the big East do not have. Um, and, uh, and just really building every year, to have a full team of rostered players that are of the profile that fit our game model instead of trying to mold them into our game model of, of how we want to play. So I feel like we're getting very close to that right now. Uh, and um, you learn from mistakes always. I'm humble. You know, I'm always looking at uh, uh, what can I do better? Uh, how can I, how can I get the, get better, uh, get more out of each individual um so i think just experience and and uh i've told somebody this uh not not too long ago that i was so driven as a player 
I was so, I mean, I, when I look back on the, the, the work that you have to put in to play at the highest level, um, and the things you have to sacrifice to, to get to that. And it was just my passion. And, um, I feel like over the opportunity that Rasputin gave me here, uh, I don't know that I had that much of a passion, which is ridiculous as a player. Uh, I had serious, but don't get me wrong. I had serious passion about coaching when I, when I got here, but I feel right now, uh, my passion as a coach and to develop myself and to, uh, be able to uh, get the best out of every individual on my team uh, is something that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just so driven and, and passionate. I love it. Uh, and I love that extra effort that it takes uh, just like I did as a, as a player. So um, I just think the more I coach, the more I love it. So from year one to year eight, I, I mean, I'm just, I, I'm just loving uh coaching and uh being here that's kind of interesting because i I, it 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 dawns on me that if uh if you weren't starting to if you weren't starting to feel it like you probably would have left already right if you eight years into something if you don't have the drive for it you know you're looking for a different path Mm -hmm. at that point somewhere along the line right so that is interesting that you bring up the the drive considering all you guys have been through in those eight years. Um, like there's been some highs, but they just, they haven't sustained themselves. And then there've been, obviously, I mean, last year was the, you know, the pinnacle of, of, of adversity. When you talk about all the injuries you guys dealt with the key players, um, we'll talk about that in a second, but yeah, I just, I, I think it's interesting that you mentioned the drive because I can't imagine you'd sustain, you'd be able to sustain your sanity, in eight years of what you guys have been through, if you didn't have that. Right. Yeah. I I just love the, the act of coaching and, and uh, this time of year, Uh, uh, the time of just uh, summertime and off times, you know, you, I take time off, don't get me wrong. Uh, But um, I just love this, this time right now, spending time out on the field with, with these ladies who who love the game are fans of the game. And uh, it's just a, I'm at a point right now where uh, it's such a joy because of the culture that we've built here and uh, a big difference from year one to year eight. Now, uh, every year it's gotten better every year. Um, and uh, the, the culture is, is really a fun thing to be around. Uh, and we're very focused on that. Yeah. One thing I want to ask about real quick is a uh, family, your family, because um, Jordan and Emma have both been part of your, uh, can we, I don't know how to say it. Like they've been a part of the team. They've been a part of your staff. They've helped out in ways that any way they can, right. Whether it's playing or uh, being managers or however it is. Uh, it sounds like Jordan has moved on, right? She's, uh, she's gone into the professional realm. Now she's left you behind to deal with the soccer stuff. Right. Uh, I guess, first of all, how's she doing? And then on a second note on with Emma still being around, I don't know, just how much enjoyment have you gotten out of that? I know, being a division one head coach isn't it's, it's, you know, it has its stressful moments, right? How, how, how much enjoyment have you found in being able to just share the day to day in whatever capacity that is with your children? Like that's, you know, back in the, when you were at Creighton as a player, it was just you, you yeah. know, 
you know, and Lori, and then you were just trying to make the most of whatever it was. And now it's like your children kind of get to live through that a little bit too. And you get to live through them. It's kind of a little neat dynamic. And I was just curious how you felt about it at this point. Oh man. Uh, luckiest dad, uh, there is, you know, I get to spend, uh, it's already at this, this job division one head coaching is very demanding. I said, there's no time really. Uh, but, um, for, to have my daughters out there on a day-to-day basis uh, and being a big part of that culture that I'm talking about uh, is uh, so amazing. And Jordy, uh, for the last four years before this, uh, uh, was the manager side of it. So she was the day-to-day operation type things, do everything and do more than was asked of her. Uh, uh, just uh, so thankful uh, for, the, for those four years uh, to spend with her and see her growth here at Creighton. Uh, as a student, um, I mean, it's just uh, amazing to see uh, her growth here at Creighton and what Creighton has done for her and for her to be around the team and her growth from that leadership. And now moved away from me uh, <laughs> uh, to uh, Colorado, uh, where she was born uh, when I was at Colorado, the Colorado Rapids. She was born okay. there, so she yeah. went back home uh, or where she was born, and she's thriving. Uh, she's special. She's uh, a giver. Uh, she's a teacher, uh, and she just loves, uh, uh, you know, just helping people grow and be around that environment. And she's going to be amazing at it. She already is. Uh, and then Emma, Emma is uh, here now. She's our our volunteer student coach, uh, and she actually played today too, which was fun. Uh- <laughs> All right, still got it too. All right, nice. Yeah, uh, but um, I mean, she she's just it's very interesting because she was, she played, she, she was here mm-hmm. uh, for the first two years and then retired with concussions. So she's still has that role. She's best friends with the players, but now she's got the coaching role. So she's, it's very interesting to find a little, a little niche that she does it very well. Uh, she, she tells me, she'll come to me about things that just like, take a look at this, take a look at this, take a look at this. And, and mm-hmm. it's really to see uh but she's very good at just having that uh communication to the to the to the players about Mm. this is this is what ross is uh, looking for here uh hey uh i mean make sure that you got this going on right now hey look look at your body language right now just little little things that um she does very well and then she's just uh always helping out i mean just uh she's always looking out for her dad (laughs) it's like that (laughs) Dad, you forgot this. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, no, but she's uh, she's amazing. And just to be able to work with them on a daily basis and, and see them both grow, amazing women uh, and leading uh, and what Creighton has done for them too. I mean, it's just uh, uh, a really amazing experience. Yeah, that's one. Of, it is one of the cool things, I guess, to watch from an observer standpoint is just like thinking about like Ross technically kind of grew up here and then now he's in a different role. He's not a player anymore, but you know, his, his daughters are kind of doing the same thing. And it's like, it's, it's two generations of, you know, of Polly's kind of growing up in Omaha. Where they, 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 they had no ties to Omaha other than soccer. Soccer is what brought them to Omaha. Right. Right. Um, it's just kind of cool how it like soccer brought you to Omaha and then it brought you back. And then, you know, you have uh, your your own children who are kind of, you know, 
in different ways following in that footsteps and kind of being a part of it too. It's just a little neat little deal. I just wanted to touch on a little bit. So thank you for fleshing that out a little bit. Um, let's look back at 2021 real quick before we jump forward. I'm sorry to bring it up. Um, but you guys were playing some really, let's say interesting. Cause it looked like, Oh, this looks really good for a second here. You know, defensively, I mean, there was like a wall at midfield. I mean, the, Keelan Terrell had the most boring first month and a half of any goalkeeper I've seen. Um, just never. There was there was a few matches where she didn't see a shot. Like not even not a shot on goal. Just like the ball never went near the end line. Um, you guys are playing a different formation than you've played um, in any season prior, and it seemed like it was really having a huge impact on the game. Uh, you know that that connection between Jordy and Ansley through the back, through the middle, up to the top with Christina and Abigail um, and Aida. How did you How did you feel about that as you were watching it happen through the non-conference portion of the season? You guys got up to that 6-1, and 6-1-1 and one start. Um, you know, most of the shots were coming in your attacking third. And at that point, you were just kind of thinking, if we can just put more of these away, we're really going to take off. Um, but defensively, it was it was really sharp. How did you feel about it through those – through those first eight or so matches? I thought we were progressing very well. Uh, and uh, we were building into a, a great structure of a team uh, from the defensive structure was very good, obviously uh, with not giving away many opportunities against us. And uh, that's, uh, that's something that we work very hard on. Uh, we're uh, very in tune defensively uh, about how we're going to defend as a team. Not uh, individuals have to do their job when it comes to them, but there's always got to be that support and cover for each other. Uh, and uh, I thought it was coming together uh, quite good. And then the attacking side was, was, was uh, which is the hardest part of the game, uh, was, was really starting to flow uh, more. And we were starting to get some quality opportunities because that's what we talked about through uh, the non-conference was we're getting a lot of shots, but we need to get more clear uh, opportunities uh, and 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 put put them away. Uh, so we started really focusing on that, and then of course uh, uh, after we're kind of in that flow, it's uh, we're we're getting there. We're not there yet. But when we were six one one, believe me, we weren't thinking we're ready. Uh, we really weren't, we were thinking we need to fix these things. We need to, we need to continue to grow, uh, offensively. We need to be ready to lock down certain situations. Um, and we need to be prepared for different scenarios of, of games of, uh, uh, chasing a lead or trying to win a game late. Uh, and then adversity really hit, uh, with, uh, our core. Yeah, let, let me, let me just, let me just. Yeah, let me just let me just put this out for people so they can understand. It's not it. Just, it wasn't just like injuries. It was timing of injuries. So the first the first domino, if you will, um, was Christina Garriga. She scored two goals. Her first two goals, I think it was maybe it was, maybe it was two and three. She scored two goals either way. Her first multi goal match of the season at Kansas City in a three nothing win. And with forty four seconds left, with the ball on the other side of the field, it felt like as I was watching it, um, she goes down with a torn ACL. Right. Uh, next match, next match at Iowa State, um, Ansley Atkinson goes down with a torn ACL in midfield with five minutes left in the first half. 
uh, Jordy Rothwell, your your center back anchor in the back line, missed the last seven matches. Haley Rothwell, her sister, who we mentioned earlier, scored the game-winning goal against Montana to start the year. After she did that, she got hurt versus Drake, then missed the next seven matches. Aida Kardovich scored a goal and had an assist at UConn in an epic match out there and then was stretchered off with, I think, a concussion, right? Is that what she had or was yeah. it something different? Yeah. Very yeah, so she yeah, and it was very scary. Um, thankfully, she came back at the end of the season, but she missed the next three matches. Uh, Maddie Radke scored her first career goal at Creighton at Villanova, then hurt her knee and missed the last five matches of the season. And also, you had Joel Love, another attacking piece who tore her ACL in the spring 2021, um, the season that got pushed off because of COVID. She tore her ACL in the spring of 2021 and missed all of last fall. So just it's not just the injuries, it was the timing, and it was that they all happened to key major contributors, um, and it just changed the kind of the identity of your team. How did you go about handling that as they started to pile up a little bit? I'm, I'm sure, like, you know, when one or two happens, you have to make some adjustments and, and put players in different roles and, and then just go from there, right? But when they keep piling on, and it keeps happening to, like I said, key contributors. How do you really, where do you land after that? Like, how do you, yeah, uh, at some point, about, right? It's like, at some point, it's like, oh my goodness, like, what am I, what are we going to do here? You know, right. Uh, from my perspective, anyway. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It was, it was, uh, it went from, oh man, that is a tough loss to building on to, Man, this is this is unbelievable, and 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 to see the shock on the players' faces of uh, their own teammates, their best friends, continually going down every. It seemed like every game it was a a key player going down. But as a coach, uh, I tell you, uh, when I look back, I'll start from the end of it. When I look back on it, it's probably one of the most. Uh, proud times I've been of my team uh, because of the attitude and effort that they had to the end. Uh, they, they really took these blows uh, as good as you can take. Obviously it impacts you. Uh, it definitely impacts the, the level of your play. Uh, but looking back uh, from a staff standpoint and from how the players responded, so proud. Uh, and we, we weren't far off even still uh, with the majority of the games or one goal games that could have gone our way, should have gone our way a couple. Yeah, there were still some heartbreakers in there. That was probably the worst part of it, right? Was you kept losing heartbreaking. You'd almost, would you, would you have felt better if you're like, look, we're under man, just beat us for nothing. And, you know, we don't have to stress about it. Like it, all, all those games were like up for grabs still. And you're like, gosh, yeah. we, just, yeah. we just had some pieces yeah. left. And, and that's where it kept piling on because these yeah. these ladies were working so hard, uh, getting blow after blow, and then some just unlucky things that would happen in a game too, which is soccer. I mean, it's just the way it is, but it's just the moment of okay, this I feel I feel for them, uh, and I and and for me, it was just like I'm so they deserve that win. They deserve that win. They deserve that tie. They deserve this. But that's I mean that's just the uh, Again, the character of, of the girls, I was so proud of them. Um, but from your question of how do you manage when you lose your key players and 
key players in the back, Jordy, that was rough. Uh, that, that hurts. She's a competitor. She's a leader. Um, she's a rock back there. She was a big reason why we, we didn't get much uh, against us. Um, and then, uh, so you have to find somebody that has that can bring that. And if you don't, you got to find a different way to play. Uh, and, uh, we, we tried Judkins in there, but she got hurt also. She was another one. It was just like, a just, and then, so once your next option comes in and then they get hurt, then the depth is gone and you're playing with your depth and you don't have depth underneath that. You got to really, really think about, uh, being a little bit smarter, how you play. Do you attack as much? Do you try to just pack it in? We didn't do it. We did. We just wanted to go play. We were, uh, uh, but, um, it, it was it was a it was a hard thing to manage, and we had to change our formation a bit um, to take uh, some of our weaknesses away of spaces that we were given away. Uh, but that's just coaching. You try to put them in the best position to get a result in the game. Um, but it was it was it was really rough. Uh, we I was proud of what what they did. Uh, we continue to keep our identity from the work ethic, the attitude. Uh, we just weren't deep enough, uh, to be honest, uh, to, to win those games late or to, to keep a lead. Uh, it was just, uh, it, it became something that it was, uh, they deserved to get the point, but it was very, a very difficult place to be in. You still have some of those players working their way back. We'll, we'll, we'll put them in a subgroup for the next question. But Jordy's back. Uh, Maddie's back. Joel is back. Um and they've been looks like full participants in practice, and they played yesterday. I just wondered, how do you feel like where they're at right now in terms of their, you know, their comeback from those injuries last year that took them away? Yeah, Jordy's working her way back. Uh, she played uh, a bit over forty-five minutes yesterday, which was huge for her. Uh, it's about getting her back into the flow of the game. Uh, she obviously, when you're out that long, you lose the, the the game fitness, you lose the game sharpness, you you lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, that little little bit, but every game, every practice, she's getting more confident, more comfortable. Uh, so she's working her way back. She's not a full like I, I can have her a ninety minute player all the time. Uh, we're going to manage these players and make sure that uh, we're putting them in a position where they can build up to that ninety minutes. Um, love coming back. Uh, uh, we know what we're going to get out of her. She's uh, just a hardworking, uh, fast uh, attacking player that gives you some different options up top. She'll be a, a, a good player to have depth uh, in, in a couple of different positions. Uh, Radke uh, is, is also uh, back uh, and we're looking at using her in a couple different different uh, uh, roles in our team, but uh, she, she, she brings a different quality. She, uh, uh, she's very, she has a great range of passing, great, uh, great, uh, cross um she also can make things yeah the assist on the game winner against montana last year yeah it was crazy pass yeah unbelievable unbelievable but uh that very thing right there so uh it's good to have have those those players back and in the mix good um and then obviously anzi atkinson was it i mean she i think she was leading the country in assists when she went down uh aida kardovich you know first team all big east last year even with the injury um and then it looks like Haley Rothwell has been out a little bit. How, how are those three progressing as they as they as they work their way to back to full strength? Yeah, um, Ansley's still working her way back. 
she's another player that we're going to, we're, we're just building back into the flow of, of training. Even mm-hmm. uh, she's got a, she's got a bit of, a bit of time to, to come back. Um, uh, you know, we just evaluate where she's at each day, how much further can we push her along? Um, uh, we're hoping that she's back full go for, for conference. Hopefully she gets minutes well before then, but I'm, I'm talking about to where she can, get uh significant minutes in, in the big east mm-hmm. uh aida also is still working her way back um uh, she should be uh getting into the flow of training here here in the next week or so um and uh let's see who else did you say haley is back yeah haley she, yep, yep. yeah yeah she played uh in the south dakota game and and came in and got some decent minutes uh and uh, the, it's, I mean, when I'm watching our team in, in South Dakota, uh, we have a solid group. We really do from, from, uh, from the group that's out there to our, some of our new players that can, that are trying to find their role within our team that are just good players. They will find their role, mm-hmm. uh, in the team. uh, and then thinking about these players that you're talking about, like Aida and Ansley, uh, coming back into the mix, uh, I mean, and, and the depth. That's that's when we become uh, a team that is going to be uh, just a fun team, you know, because mm-hmm. it's uh, you can rotate players in and out, and, and the level will get better or stay the same and, or just change the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what I'm most excited about this year is once we get that full group back. And Hopefully we do, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, for sure. I don't take any, I don't take anything for granted. Uh, what I, what I'm looking at right now is this is the group that we have that we're taking to Montana, that we're taking to play against Montana and, and Gonzaga. Uh, and this is the group that we're going to put forward to play how we want to play uh, uh, offensively, defensively and go fight for wins. Uh, you know, we, we, we are going to win, going to put the effort to win every game. Uh, and I, I feel we have a team that can do that. Uh, I want to talk about Keelan Terrell a little bit, because I thought she had a little bit of a breakout season last year. And, you know, I think she's got some kind of, I don't know if this is true, but it looks like she has an infectious swagger. Like the team kind of feeds off of her. If You know, if she's picking a fight out there, the team's going to kind of rally to that. Um but she's an incredible shot stopper and she's got that attitude. What's the value in having a goalkeeper who just exudes that much just energy that, that, that the team has to react to in some way, whether it's, whether it's good or bad. I, I tell you what, you gotta, you gotta know Keelan as a person. I mean, th- mm. as her as a person, what an, uh, an amazing, amazing, amazing girl. Uh, I mean, she just is fun to be around uh, she has personality. I mean, mm. she really, does. she has passion. Uh, she has, uh, she, she will work so hard. She, she is so prideful in who she is, uh, both on and off the field. It carries over on the field. I mean, that is who she is. What you see on the field, she's not being arrogant. She's not, she's mm. not, it really isn't. It's, it's more, I mean, it's just who she is. I mean, she's out, I would say when she's in the zone, she's confident uh, and she's in. The That's flow. what it looks like. It looks like there's a zone that she goes to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 100%. And, uh, oh man, just uh, when, when she is in that, that flow of, of uh, 
her, you know, that personality comes out. I just love it. I mean, it's just, uh, and our team loves it. And, and you see it on TV uh, and some people read it the wrong way. Obviously that's just the character of sports. Uh, but yeah, you know what, if I can stop you with that's a matter of kind of perspective a little bit. I think you're going to see what you want to see out of that. If I think yeah. if you're, I think if you're watching it from the Creighton perspective, you're loving it. And I think if you're watching it from like, if they're playing like Villanova or something like gosh that keeper's so arrogant i wish she would just calm down you know or knock it yeah. off or wish the ref would tell her to stop it like I, that's kind of when you're watching sports through the it's you create your own lens i think so i don't yeah i think it's all a matter of how you use it and keelan is using it in a in a way that affects her team in a positive manner because yeah. that swagger and that energy if you have that in your goalkeeper, it's just going to permeate. So I think, you know, they're yeah. going to, everybody, all 10 players in front of her are going to want to fight hard for her because that's what she's exuding right there is like that, that, that I'm the last line of defense here. And I'm not letting this thing go through. And if someone comes in my box, they're going to know I'm here. That kind of thing. You talk about presence, right? That's what she has, isn't it? Yeah. That is the exact word that I use with her all the time. I, it's, uh, she has the presence back there and, uh, She's going to make the game winning saves for us. She's going to be uh, clean and she's not going to be perfect. Uh, she's not, uh, but she to see her development over her time here uh, has been pretty special. Um, I mean, she, she just has, has really owned her development and had lots of ups and downs uh, from, from life to injuries to, to on the field, uh, and to see her growth and character and, and strength as a person that that she's she's become since it's her time here, uh, and she's got more. <laughs> I mean, she's got more to give and and, mm -hmm. and more potential. Uh, that uh, we trust her. You know, we 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 do. Uh, and uh, goalkeepers, uh, uh, what a tough job! You're on, you're on your own at times, uh, and you're expected to make those saves. You're expected to be clean. You're expected to uh not make those those mistakes but it happens at the the, the top but um, we have a goalkeeper that we trust we have a goalkeeper that we we believe in and we have a goalkeeper that we believe can win games for us and to secure games for us uh so it's uh um it's a it's it's a it's a good feeling to have a goalkeeper back there that that also has that personality behind it that can lead uh the way she does I get. Um, I just want to talk about the, the identities of the various parts of the field real quick uh, before we wrap up, because I, I I think it was starting to show itself a little bit last year. But I think you know each team kind of takes on something a little bit different in terms of strengths and weaknesses. Um, so as you're, I know you're you haven't played a you know uh, a real game yet, like one that counts. But I imagine that when you put this team together, you have a little bit of a vision for how you want to play stylistically. So, you know, you have some pieces coming back from last year, some really crucial ones, right? Um, and then you added some some players that look like they have some exciting potential as well in the offseason. Uh, so just from a defensive standpoint first, what what's your vision for how you want it to look and what you want the uh, – you know, just kind of like I'm gonna I'm gonna rely on this from a defensive standpoint going in and adjust from there. Like, how do you think it looks right now in your mind as you try to picture it out a little bit? We want to control the team even when we, when we don't have the ball. Uh, we we want to dictate where they're playing and take 
away space uh, from them and give them space uh, that we think is is better for them or uh, not as not as dangerous. Uh, but the best word I can use is we're going to be very structured and have a good uh, good spacing about this. The spacing between players will be will be very good in connection to each other. Um, and we, we need to be able to do that, uh, in transition too, because when, uh, with the ball, we're going to be a little bit more stretched. So we need to, to make sure everybody's on the same page with in relation to where we are on the field, we should have a certain shape. Uh, and, uh, and you'll, you'll be able to see it. And, uh, we, we, we do, we're very, uh, structured about how, how we play defensively. Uh, we have purpose behind how we play defensively. We want to win the ball back. We defend to win the ball. Uh, and that doesn't mean that we're just going to chase right away. It's just we're going to have a purpose behind what we're doing. Um, uh, so defensively, you'll, you'll see uh, structure. And then, and then with the attack, how that can – I know – and yet last year I think it was kind of connected because Ansley was, you know, that, that – you know, that box-to-box midfielder and looked like she was um, – you know, having a springboard to a pro career. Um, I think at one point you even thought you saw some similarities between your game and hers from back in your playing days, which I think is, is intriguing, right. From a potential standpoint. Um, That was a compliment, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, uh, So yeah, that, that connection right there from Jordy to Ansley up top to, you know, a more offensive midfielder in Aida and up to Abigail and, and Christina when they were healthy or when she was healthy. Um, so how does the offense look as those pieces are kind of, first of all, Ansley's not a hundred percent yet and won't be for a little bit. So there's, you know, some new players have an opportunity to step up and, and, and um, create something for you. What do you want the, the attacking piece of it to look like, especially as it transitions from, what you want to be what sounds like an aggressive defense that's constantly trying to win the ball back and take it away and, and move it up to that attacking third. Yeah. Um, with the ball, uh, we also want to control the opponent. We want to play the ball in certain spaces that we want to attack. We want to get our players face forward, uh, our, especially our 10 face forward. And when you talk about Ansley, she is a box to box player that uh, I mean, like I said, every player is very different. We don't have another Ansley team that is is that type of a player, but she Ansley will fit very well uh, in our formation. It'll just bring a different quality to that position. Um, I, you know, I I think you'll what you'll see from us is we're going to move the ball uh, quite well. Uh, hopefully, with some good rhythm at times, but we want to break lines and get the ball into the the dangerous parts on the field with our dangerous players and uh, our tens. Again, we like uh, Abby and Laura uh, and when Aida is back and, and say when Ansley gets back is, is, is goes up a little bit higher uh, just getting those players on the ball face forward to where they're able to create and back other teams up. Um, uh, we, we work a lot on our spacing uh, off of each other will be well our attack will be pretty fluid too uh, you'll see players interchanging positions especially in the midfield um, and uh, we're gonna we've been working very hard on creating more uh, efficient 
chances that are pure goal scoring chances. And we have areas within and how we're going to get those, those goals uh, that we're working on. So you'll see a lot of purpose behind it. You'll see us uh, moving the ball, giving our players creativity in the middle to, to try to make things happen. Our wingers will be very active getting up and down uh, the sideline and even connecting into the midfield. Uh, but we want to be a fluid team. We want to be a creative team. Uh, we want to uh, play the game. Uh, we want to, what I mean by that is, uh, again, having that composure at pace, being aware of the spacing that's closed down and, and trying to move the ball into areas where uh, that are more open uh, and get clearer chances. So um, uh, I think you'll see our team uh, in moments having uh, really controlling the game with the ball. Uh, because we do have players in the midfield, even without uh, Aida and, and Ansley, we have right now we have Azu uh, and Hito, who are both not sixes. I mean, it's just crazy that again we're in that moment of moving players where uh, uh, it's not their pure position. But man, are they good! Uh, they're, they 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 bring the qualities of a six to really uh, move the ball clean and crisp uh, and, and break lines. So. Um, uh, it, it'll be a fun style uh, watch. It'll be uh, something that people uh, look at. It is a, it is a, a pure style of play. Uh, we are moving the ball with purpose. We are moving the ball with rhythm. Uh, what comes with that, though, is when you have a lot of the ball, uh, you're going to lose it. <laughs> you're going to lose the ball. And how do you react in those moments? And how do you, how do you recover in the transition moments? So, the best way I can explain how what we're trying to build towards is we're trying to control and dictate the game in all phases of the game. Like I said, defensively, we want to control the opponent. We want to try to win the ball as, as soon as possible, but that doesn't mean, again, we're always going to just be pressing. Uh, with the ball, we're going to move the ball with, with, with purpose, and we want to manipulate the opponent, and every opponent's different. They're going to they're gonna, uh, scout us, and they're going to take away spaces, but can we be creative enough as a team to move the ball and manipulate them and find the open space because it's never going to be the same um, transition moments. I mean, you have to work. We, we got to be, be a team that's uh, that acts quickly. Uh, when you win the ball, are we, are we connecting? And, and when we lose the ball, are we uh, winning the ball back or are we getting into our structure? So it's a, it's a, you'll see a, a, a pretty organized structured team and all assets, hopefully. Right. Best laid plans for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Craig uh, women's soccer team opens their season on Thursday at Montana. And I actually tweeted out a mistake yesterday. I thought it was a six match homestand that followed that. They're actually playing Gonzaga out there too in Montana. So that's part of a, I guess a tournament. Is that a tournament? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Rum Rumble in the something is what they called it. I'm not sure. Rumble in the something tournament. You heard it from Ross right there. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good name. Uh, yeah. yeah, so they'll play Montana. Then they'll play Gonzaga. Who knows? Maybe a future Big East game there. Um, yeah. And then they'll have five matches at home, starting with Kansas City on August 25th, um, Iowa State, North Dakota, Tulsa, and then Colorado College. Um, it's Oktoberfest. Okay, nice. Um yeah, so that's the layout there for Crate Women's Soccer Team. If you're looking to get to some games, there's five matches coming up here in about a week or so. Um, Ross Polly, I certainly wish you better health as a team in year eight than you had in year seven, but I'm not really sure how it can get much worse than year seven. So, not gonna. Um, 
Um, but I appreciate you taking some time out of your out of your Sunday to chat and preview the team with me and and all our listeners. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. This has been the Blue Jay Beat Podcast. I'm Matt DeMarinas. For Ross Polly. thank you. Everybody have a good weekend.